But how can we be made strong? Most often, if we think of about our strength, what do we think? We think about our physical bodies, probably, first of all. And as you... Uh, as illnesses come along, your body may be weakened. As some people would like to say, your strength has been compromised or your body has been compromised. And so we think about it in a physical way. But regardless of sickness, perhaps age comes along, it does come along, and you feel weakened perhaps by just, just by sheer age in some respects. But most people try to think about their physical strength, and a lot of people try to uh, think about their diets, what they eat, to make sure they're eating the right kind of foods and taking care of themselves that way. Uh, exercise, trying to make themselves, their bodies fit. Maybe we take vitamins. Uh, maybe we visit the doctor regularly for physicals and, and examinations and all that. Is all that important with the physical body? Well, yes, it's important. We're required by God's law to take care of our bodies. It is the temple of God. But while we say yes, I want to, and we remember people in the Bible, uh, men like Samson. Samson had such great strength. We don't, I don't think we read of anybody else with any greater strength than the strength Samson had. But Samson had his problems just like we talked about other people this morning had their issues in life. But he had the strength that God provided to him. And uh, uh, he had that strength as long as he did what was proper. But let's think more so tonight, obviously, about our spiritual strength. How about your spiritual strength and my spiritual strength? We go back to the Old Testament, 2 Chronicles chapter 11. <clears throat> and in verse 17... We read this, but before that, we, we're, we, we know that Solomon was the king. Solomon died. And in verse 17, we read about his son, Rehoboam. Verse 17, so they strengthened the kingdom of Judah and made Rehoboam, the son of Solomon, strong for three years because they walked in the way of David and Solomon for three years. It's a strong indication of how we need to be spiritually. We need to be strong. We know of Solomon, his great wisdom. He was strong in the Lord, but he was also weak at times, even though he was, as we said this morning when we talked about Solomon, he was the wisest man who ever lived. We know of David, Rehoboam's grandfather. He had great strength also as a warrior, physically, and as a godly man. David also had his issues with sin and not obeying God. But Rehoboam comes along, the son of Solomon, the grandson of David. And in 2, Corinthians, or 2 Chronicles chapter 12 and verse 1, Now it came to pass, when Rehoboam had established the kingdom and had strengthened himself, that he forsook the law of the Lord and all Israel along with him. Didn't take him long before he forsook the Lord. Otherwise, before that, for the for a three-year period, he was strong. During periods of time, we'll read when when Rehoboam humbled himself, he gained strength. But he gained strength because of God, 
because he humbled himself before God, because he did what was right before God, God allowed him to have strength. He was not always strong, talking about Rehoboam. But again, if he humbled himself, God helped him, and God turned away the wrath that he had for Rehoboam. And he did have wrath for Rehoboam. He had wrath for the whole nation at times. But during the countries, the people who lived there, they humbled themselves along with Rehoboam, then he was strong. In the end of Rehoboam, in chapter 12 and verse 13 of Second Chronicles, Thus King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem and reigned. Now Rehoboam was 41 years old when he became king, and he reigned 17 years in Jerusalem, the city which the Lord had chosen out of all the tribes of Israel to put his name there. His mother's name was Naamah and Ammonitus. In verse 14, a telling verse, And he did evil because he did not prepare his heart to, heart to seek the Lord. And we'll talk about that toward, toward the end in just, a, in just a few more minutes. But it's a very telling statement when it says he did not prepare his heart and he did evil in the sight of God. Back to verse 17 in, in chapter 11. It says that he, he, he was strengthened for three years. And why was he strong? Because that verse says he walked in the ways of Solomon, his father, and he walked in the ways of David, his grandfather. So, with all that being said about Rehoboam, how do you and I become strong? How do we retain the strength that maybe we already have? How do we keep that strength instead of losing it? How do we, how do we continually humble ourselves before God? There may be many ways to go about explaining that and answering that question, but I want to look at three ways tonight that we can remain strong in God's sight. We'll go to the New Testament, the book of Ephesians chapter 5. <clears throat> Certainly probably not unfamiliar to anybody here. But it's the Apostle Paul writing to the Ephesians. And I want to go three, three different ways, as I said. Ephesians chapter 5 and verse 2. The Apostle Paul, we'll go back to verse 1. Therefore be imitators of God as, as dear children. Imitate God. Imitate what God has told you to do. Do those things. And then he says in verse 2, And walk in love as Christ also has loved us and given himself for us, an offering and a sacrifice to God for a sweet-smelling aroma. Walking in love as Christ walked in love. Can we do that? Well, certainly we can. Can we be perfect as Christ was? No, we can't. But we know what Christ left for us. We know that the Apostle Paul wrote, and when the Apostle Paul said, imitate me, he also says, imitate me as I imitate the Lord. We don't imitate the Apostle Paul in himself. It's because of the way he also walked the way God wanted him to walk. We must put away evil, and these next two or three verses talks about talk about different evils that we must put away. You and I must put away all those evils. Uh, fornication, uncleanness, covetousness, filthiness, foolish talking, joke, coarse jesting. All of these things you and I need to avoid. We need to put them away if we're using them, but we need to avoid them 
and, and stay away from them. We need to walk in love. We need to love one another. We talked about the relationships we had with each other this morning. We need to have a relationship by which we can encourage one another, not be discouraging to one another. In Ephesians 5, second of all, <clears throat> in verse 8, the Apostle Paul writes on, he says, For you were once darkness, but now you are light in the world. Walk as children of light. You ever walk in the dark? Well, I'm sure we all have. Uh, most of us can walk in our own house, I suppose, with the lights off and know where we're going most of the time, or we think we do. About the time you think you, you get up out of bed and you walk to the bathroom, the kitchen, wherever you may be going, I've done that, and all of a sudden, boom, I hit my toe on something that I thought I was going to avoid. So even, even in familiar places, walking in the dark physically may not be a good thing. If we walk in the dark from a physical standpoint in places we're not familiar with, unless we're forced into it, we're only kidding ourselves that we can find where we're going or not trip, not fall down, and those kind of things, stub your toe. Spiritually, we also need to not walk in darkness. And the apostle says, you were once darkness, but now you're light in the world. Walk as children of light. We need to be children of light. If we're children of light, we are children of God's. We are the children that Jesus went to the cross to die for. And we need to walk in that way. As children of light or walking in the Lord. From a spiritual standpoint, it's, it's imperative that you and I, as Christians, as children of God, walk in the light or in the Lord. Nothing good is going to come from us walking in the dark, especially from a spiritual standpoint. From a physical standpoint either, probably nothing's going to come good of that. But if we walk spiritually in darkness, if we just ignore what God says, we're not being spiritual, we're not walking, we are simply walking in darkness, complete darkness, and without God in our lives. And the third point in verse 15, the third way that we can build ourselves up and hang on to the strength we got and maybe even uh, enhance that strength. The Apostle Paul writes, See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. We don't use that word circumspectly very often, but we probably all know what it generally, mean, generally means, that we need to use wisdom. We need to walk wisely. Walk with your eyes open. Walk in a way that you know where you are going. If we cross the street, I'm sure we've all used this same example. You look both ways to see if traffic's coming. You make sure that the walk light says you can walk, not stop. Uh, I saw a man today just walk across Cortez, and he, he made it. But he, he got out there about a third of the way, and here comes a car, so he stops right in the middle of the road. I saw him in the rearview mirror, but the car didn't hit him. He made it. But if we don't take care, we can be the victim of an accident, perhaps, but it's an accident certainly that's preventable because we should have been looking both ways. Spiritually, we need to look both ways also. We need to have the wisdom to cross 
the street. We need to have the wisdom to do what God wants us to do. We need to have the wisdom to read what God's Word says to us and do those things. Do not walk as fools, the Apostle Paul says. Fools walk without God. And what is it that's said about the fool? Someone who says there is no God is a fool. We don't want to be there. We don't want to be that individual. We don't want to be the kind of person who is so foolish that we would say something like that. Being foolish means that we are fools. We need to follow God and do what he wants us to do. Rehoboam, going back to him, was strong. For how long? Three years. Three years he was strong. Now, I don't know if it was three years to the day or what exactly, but it wasn't a long period of time. He, he just didn't do what God wanted him to do. He was strong as long as he humbled himself before God, but Rehoboam sinned. How long am I going to be strong? How long will you be strong? Is it going to be three years? 93 years? Whatever the answer is, is going to come from our own choosing to do what God wants us to do. These are sad words about Rehoboam. We read one of these verses a while ago. Maybe I read both of them. I can't remember. But in verse 13, it talks about King Rehoboam strengthened himself in Jerusalem, reigned it's pretty much like an obituary in, on uh, verse number 13. But in verse 14, he did evil, Rehoboam, because he did not prepare his heart to seek the Lord. Seeking the Lord doesn't come just happenstance. It doesn't come just because it's something that happens. We must seek the Lord to prepare our hearts. Our, we cannot be prepared without doing what needs to be done the way God wants it to be done. Preparation. We need to prepare in so many, many ways, but we need to prepare our hearts to do what God wants us to do so that we can gain that strength and continue to gain strength. No one is going to obtain salvation without preparation. You know, the world would have us believe that all we need to do is recognize the fact, in, at least in many cases, just recognize the fact that there is a God above. And knowing that, that will cause us to uh, obtain salvation. Obviously, reading God's Word says that's not the truth. We have preparation to do ourselves. Besides just knowing what, that there is a God, we need to seek the Lord to gain strength we need to seek the Lord to do what is right. We need to seek the Lord to be obedient. And we need to seek the Lord to gain strength from God's Word. The only way you and I are going to gain strength is by doing it uh, according to what God wants us to do. So it's been a rather short lesson, I, I, I know. But hopefully we've gained something from this. Hopefully we know that we need to gain strength. Hopefully we know what God wants us to do. We can look at all, we can look at many examples of men from the Old Testament, women from the Old Testament, men and women from the New Testament who didn't follow God's word. And the ending for them, not good. 
but we can also read of those who were successful. The Apostle Paul, who wrote to the Ephesians. We have no doubt. He had no doubt what was what lay in store for him. That he was ready to go if, if he was to die for the Christ, he was going to live in Christ. And that's what you and I need to do also. Trust and obey in God. That's, that's a song we're going to sing, Trust and Obey, first and fourth verses. But we need to have that trust in God so that we can obey God. We're not going to be obedient. If we don't trust somebody or trust something, it's not going to be successful. We need to trust and we need then to obey.